welcome to bookish bitches it's not your grandmother's book club so grandma if you're listening please don't my name's megan and i'm lauren and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the 12 dates of christmas and i can't remember the author's name jenny bayless yeah jenny bayless Bayless. (laughs) (laughs) we're actually together which makes this much more chaotic now we're like can see her as we're talking (laughs) so this is the last of the christmas themed books for december um figured we close out with romance even though we do a lot of romance but the premise of this book is pretty much in the name it's the 12 dates of christmas so kate who is the protagonist signs up through this dating website to go on 12 dates leading up to christmas so on each of these, these dates, there's a specific activity, um, and there's different men. So she's paired with them through this dating service. Right. Background on Kate. Um, <laughs> so her parents, I'll just start with her parents. Yeah. So her mom is kind of the flighty type, the bouncy kind of all over the place. She reminds me of Grace's mom from one of the L. Kennedy books. She kind of has that, like, free spirit going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, during her marriage to uh, Kate's father, who is Mac, and he is present during this book, she is like a serial philanderer, and he's aware that she's cheating all the time until she finally leaves him. So we have that background. She leaves him for some dude named Jerry, and they go to Spain, and they're it's living out there. Fucking Jerry. It's always a Jerry. It's always fucking Jerry. Yeah. Um, but so we know that probably her relationship, her view on romance is not, um... The best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. yeah. Can you blame her, though? I mean, the fact that her dad just, like, put up with it. Yeah. For, like, their entire marriage. I, it's actually more common than most people really think. Yeah. And she talks about it in the book, um, or Kate's perspective, talks about how it was always okay in, he could always reason it because she always came home to him. So bad. Which is, like, so sad. But, yeah. Still. Um, so Kate lives in Blexley, which is a very small, sleepy ta- town in England. I don't know if it's real or not, but that's what it is in yeah. the book. Um, and we see Laura, who is her best friend. Ben is Laura's husband. And then Matt, and they all grew up together. So we know that she has kind of a history with Matt. She He was, just, he was her first kiss. They had, like, a hookup that happened in university and, like, fell out so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like complicated relationships going on there's like 13 side characters in this book there's so many side characters there's like oh what's his name like bobby that runs the the tavern and yeah. it's like i don't need this many side characters but i love that you're trying to build a world yeah but yeah it's it, it gets the points where like one of the names will pop up i'm like i don't know who this is but i'm sure i'll figure it out in the next couple sentences yeah it was crazy evelyn was definitely one of those which is um matt's godmother yeah she kept popping up and for the longest time i could not fucking figure out how she was related i was like godmother yeah because it talks about her in context of her store and like her i think her knitting group yeah and then later it gets into matt's parent matt's mom dying and her sister dying and evelyn taking over Mm -hmm. so for the longest time i was like okay this is just an old lady in the village i don't know what's irrelevant and they're like oh it's matt's godmother and i kept forgetting that too so i was like i don't know who this is yeah but Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It was, um, there's just a lot of people. There was a lot of people. So, Kate is a fabric designer. And she moved back from Bluxley after traveling the world. 
when she was younger, she had this like childhood relationship with Matt, yeah. I believe. And obviously it had a falling out. So I was happy to see that he came into the book later on. So he he becomes more relevant as the book goes on. Yeah. He's kind of that side character that you're like, wait a second, you're gonna be important. Yeah. And I was telling I was telling Paige, I was like, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the end guy. Yeah. Based on like how he would be subtly put in there. Yeah. And how he was bringing her coffee and blankets. Like when she gets set up on the first date, he just kept appearing. Yeah. I was like, this is way too convenient to just be like convenient. Um, but yeah, their childhood relationship is interesting because it's never actually a relationship, but there's clearly feelings there. Speaking so. of convenient though, I love that Laura signed her up for a dating service that literally like picked the dates. Like, do you know how convenient that is? To literally just have a date and a time to go somewhere. I would oh, yeah. love to have the tw- like 12 dates of Christmas. I would love. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I love how, like, because in our big note thing, I wrote down all of the different dates. Because yeah. they're all creative dates, too. So, like, the Turn first one. Generic, like, Netflix and chill. Yeah. The first one's, like, a tea time. Yeah. At, like, this museum in their town. Second one is, like, a cooking class. And then there's ice skating, cocktails, uh, salsa dancing. And then there's this thing, Dates with Mates, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like you bring a friend and you're actually not paired up for that one. It's just all of the singles are in the same place. Hiking, dinner date, escape room, gingerbread house challenge, wine tasting, and then a movie night in the park. So they're all creative ideas too. It's yeah. not just like, all right, you walk in, you sit at a tiny table in a restaurant and you are forced to talk to this person. So do you want to go down date by date? Sure. Because I think that's probably the most organized way. the most organized way of describing (laughs) yeah the 12 days of christmas so i was i was intrigued by the fact that the first date is not only a tea time which is like it's a good segue into like a dating scene if you're getting back in there like yeah like kate is it's the fact she gets stood up yeah it's the fact that she gets stood up on the first date yeah mentally disturbing that is it to get signed up for a dating service and literally day one my dad stood my mom up on their first date, and I still got here. Hey, look. <laughs> I learned my way into life. <laughs> but it just, it was one of those where I was like, this is kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Because there's nothing going on. Yes, yeah, she gets ready, she waits, he doesn't show up, and of course, conveniently enough, Matt shows up and checks on her, because she's waiting at a bench there yeah. just to meet up. And Laura works at Bexley Man- Blexley Manor, so she yeah. texts her and is like, I'm not coming up there because I just got stood up. Yeah. Which, Richard is the guy that's supposed to be on the, supposed to be on the day here. Yeah. He actually, spoiler, comes back into the story, so he becomes more relevant as it goes on. But he stands her up with no point of contact, nothing. So she's just like, well, that was a blow to the ego I didn't need, but hey. Yeah. Honestly, that's the first red flag for me if you stood stood me up on the first date. Yeah. That's a red flag for me. And then red flags usually mean I'm done with you. <laughs> and we'll talk about him in a little bit, but Richard is full of red flags. Um, And he has, like, a good reason for standing her up. But, but still. after that, it is red flag after red flag after red flag. Still. I could get if it was, like, he's a sweet guy and it was a yeah. genuine thing, but... Well, like, he... I say his reason is good because like his kid was in the hospital. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I didn't even think about it till two days later. And then after that it has a red flag after red flag. So I'm like, 
All right, that's date one. Yeah. We'll talk about Richard later. Yes. That so, was day one. So for date two, let's talk about Michael at the cookery. So Michael is, he's a vegan. They do a cooking class. They make like that. And a lovely curry. And this was so funny to me because Kate literally is like, they're talking about exes. And she says, she puts her foot in her mouth in some way. And he starts like sobbing violently at the table. And she's kind of like trying to comfort him. And she doesn't even end up eating anything they cook. Could you blame her? (laughs) She literally (laughs) covered in tears. And she also has to like, is it insensitive to eat this food right now? Which like I probably would still eat it, but that's because I'm not no, I'm not a good person. He was too emotionally distraught to really cook it well. I mean, she's definitely like guardian angel material in this aspect because yeah. she I mean he gets back together with his ex. It, she, it didn't be it wasn't a date, it was a therapy session. Mm-hmm. It was that's really what it was. And that's how those dates end up going, unfortunately. Yeah. It was very realistic in the sense of not so much him sobbing and banging on the table. Yeah. But it becoming a therapy session was actually pretty accurate yeah so obviously michael is not in game and we don't really talk about him anymore yeah he's only relevant in this chapter that was literally it so then we come to date three fantastic anthony yes anthony he's he's handsome it's a fantastic date Mm -hmm. they have a great time he has two kids who he adores he's like a loving devoted single single father but he basically kate's like oh my god like this could be one of you he could be yeah and he, then the whole thing is he doesn't want any more kids. Yes. And Kate does. Yes. Kate has no children, so she's like, I want to have children of my yeah. own. And his reasons, you know, it's it's kind of a valid reason. He's gone through the baby stage because their kids are his kids are a little bit older. Yeah. They're I think they're probably like elementary school age. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I don't really want to go through that again. And I also don't ever want my children to feel like they're being replaced. Yeah. Which is like they're valid reasons and he takes it very well when she's like, I don't think we'll be seeing each other again. Yeah. Being straightforward as he is to her. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where it's like, oh, that was a little disappointing. But they definitely have it a good date. Cool, but yeah. It would hurt them in the long run. And it's definitely a step up from Michael crying into their curry. So. And Richard standing her up. Yeah. You know. But it was a cute idea. He was creative, great guy. It's just not working out. And that happens all the yeah. time. Yeah. And again, it's like, this book has a goofy concept, but it's pretty realistic in these aspects of, like, these strange things that happen. Yeah. So. Day, day four. four. Oh, my God. That was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This is the... All right. So, date four involved cocktails. Yes. With two men. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kate is my paired up. Kind of yeah kate's paired up with sam yes before she gets there sam's chatting up this lady in like a a red mini skirt yeah he comes over talks to kate for all of like two seconds and then goes and asks one of the reps from lightning strikes which is the company that's running this if they can swap yeah so he basically is like because he thinks he made a connection with mini skirt you know yeah which like i i'm not even gonna point out the fact that he saw someone in a mini skirt was like we've made a connection literally but don't need to say much about the that. night doesn't go terrible yeah because she meets oliver and they get drunk as one does yeah and then they end up making out yeah <laughs> she has a wonderful time with oliver and they're so he walks over and i love this because he goes hi i'm your consolation prize that's so fun so we know <laughs> that he's funny 
he's very likable and they get along really well not a super romantic connection but they have a good time yeah which is nice because i like seeing that kate makes a bunch of friends throughout this process oliver's the first one that it's like oh they would actually be friends in the future yeah um and then after date four and this leads into the matt conversation Mm -hmm. but after date four she gets a cab home she's very safe about what she's drinking but she gets locked out of her house yep and she calls matt and he has to come let her in so when she wakes up the next morning he's just in her apartment or in her house because she has a house house and she's like what are you doing here he's like you called me and you left something in my car last night so i brought it back and made sure or no he stayed the night to make sure she didn't like choke to death on her own vomit Mm -hmm. i had a guy do that for me one time and it's really, like, you know, it's I, a simple but considerate it. thing. I appreciate it because, you know, I did get blackout drunk. So, you yeah. know, um, I, I appreciate a guy was around and said, I am going to stay up with her the entire night to make sure she doesn't choke on her vomit in her sleep. Which is like not the most romantic gesture, but it's a very considerate well, listen, one. It's romantic to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's every other motherfucker. Andrew is snoring on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I- I'll take it. I'll take it. You take what you can get. Yeah, I'll take what I get. Now, let's talk about Drew. Okay. On date five. Date five was probably my favorite date. Not even because of what they did, because they did salsa dancing. They did but... all kinds of dancing. <laughs> but because <laughs> they meet, and Drew goes, I think there's been a mix-up. And she's like, or he goes, you're not my type. She's like, you don't even know me. He goes, no, you're not my type. I like men. Yeah. And she has that look of like, oh. Yeah. So he's, she danced in college and he likes dancing. So they dance anyway. I don't think you're my type. You don't have a penis. Yeah. <laughs> and she literally, as he's leaving, as they're parting, goes, sorry, I don't have a penis. Yeah. And yells that. Yeah. But they have a good time regardless. Um, And he actually becomes like, he's the second friend she makes, yeah. but she, they like actually are texting actively. Yeah, you know. they have a great time, um, but they are actually texting throughout the through throughout the rest of the book. So yeah. like, Oliver she makes friends with, but it's not like they continue it's that casual, conversation. Yeah. yeah, very casual. Drew is like more consistently in contact, um, yeah. and he appears in person later in the book as well. So yeah, but That's- day five is cute. Yeah. I honestly can say I've never had a man take me salsa dancing. Hey. Griffin, take notes. Um, <laughs> we got the thumbs up. So, yeah, I definitely thought that was a cute, creative idea that you don't see these days because it's usually, hey, let's go to the bars or hey, yeah. let's get food or hey, let's bug. I feel like salsa so dancing food. is one of those things that like couples who have been together for a really long time do. Yeah. Because they're like, we got to spice it up. Yeah. It's like, okay, what could be a first date? And speaking of spicing up, date six yes so date six kind of is a group situation it definitely breaks the mold of the other dates yeah so it's it was called date dates dates with mates mates. yeah so actually that's kind of catchy yeah it's a cute little especially because it's british it makes sense yeah i actually like that name it's not clever it's not an interesting so kate is supposed to take laura which is her best friend but Laura's husband, Ben, is away, so she, Laura's like, I have to be home to watch my children, so I can't yeah. go. So Kate takes Sarah, who is Matt's girlfriend. That's fucked. So they're friends, though. Like, they're vaguely friends. Yeah. So she says, Sarah, you know, I, can can you come with me so yeah, I don't have no. to go along? Yeah. Matt's like, I don't love that because, like, my girlfriend's going to a thing, like, that's a mixer. 
she's like well are you worried about her like getting kidnapped like it'll be fine um (laughs) it was not fine um (laughs) so while they're there they're not there very long before sarah goes oh my god kate's like yeah she's like i gotta bounce and she starts tearing up and kate's like what's going on she's like don't look over there but that's my ex it was the ex she had left to come to this job she's a headmistress at the school it was who she had left to come take this job yeah and it's oliver yeah go figure and she goes make a distraction and then drops behind the table and is crawling out of this bar dude it was (laughs) why you know that's so unnecessary oh yeah she's doing the most the most and of course she gets spotted because she's crawling on the floor obviously and kate is the worst at making a distraction she because oliver sees her wiggling her butt trying to get out and he goes sarah she goes sarah hi i don't know sarah was and she's like yelling so the chapter kind of closes with this awkward encounter and yeah. they drive home and it seems that it kind of pans out okay but there's throughout this before even the date happens there's a lot of like sarah trying to feel out her relationship with matt yeah through kate which i personally have a problem with because it's like you guys are not that close so why would you ask her yeah but she does this whole um like oh you know he's kind of distant i don't know what's going on and kate at this point is starting to feel those feelings towards matt without realizing that's what that is She initially thinks that it's just a desire to be loved in the way that Matt loves Sarah. Yeah. So she's kind of like torn between, I want to give you actual advice. And she does give good advice, like actual genuine response. But she's torn between that and like, I don't want you to break his heart. Mm-hmm. So very, well, yeah. You know, I get that. It was definitely a turning point, I think, in kind of the Matt subplot that was going on. Yeah, because keep in mind, this was a romance book while it did have this, we'll talk about the end, but like, it wasn't a book where it had one main MC and one main FC, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of people going there's on. There's a lot of going on, so it actually keeps you on your toes about what's going on. You gotta, like, think about all these different relationships, because one of them in the end might actually do it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it was definitely an awkward date to fates. I guarantee they won't be going to any more mixers after that. Yeah. Um, and the so. key to remember is that Sarah asks Kate not to tell Matt about Oliver. Which, of course, is like, as Seriously? as people who read a lot, that's the big plot point of like, oh, that's going to come out later. Yeah, it, you know. <laughs> it comes out one way or another. Of course, yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah, so date seven. Date seven. And this is my kind of a date. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as Lauren knows, I've gotten more into hiking, and one of my New Year's resolutions is uh, I want to get more hiking equipment, um, stuff like that. Obviously, and I go hiking alone, but I like hiking. So in this date, uh, the guy's name was Phil, and he decided to take her out on a hiking trail. Yeah. Which I thought was super cute. And it's, it's my kind of thing, outdoorsy stuff. Am I not the most athletic? No, but I love doing stuff I haven't done before. And it's set up in a way that, like, you don't have to be super athletic to hike in general, but it's set up so there's points where they get to, they get to, and it's cold and snowing, so they go there and they yeah. heat up and they get their hot chocolate. It gets canceled, though. So they make it to the first checkpoint and they're like, all right, we got to close up because we don't want anyone to get stuck here. Everyone's concerned about the weather. So they are heading back. They get back and they're breaking down the tent and someone yells, watch out. And one of the tent straps flies at Kate yeah. and Phil. Kate pushes her to the gr- or 
Phil, Phil pushes, pushes Kate, Kate to the ground. ground. Yeah. yeah. And in doing so, his zipper hits her neck and it gives her a welt that looks like a hickey. Hey. Which is like... We can cover that up for you. <laughs> but he immediately looks at it and goes, oh my god, and starts laughing. Yeah, that's actually cute. It was it was a cute little thing and he, I liked Phil. It's like one of those high school moments where uh, you want to look like you're getting around. At least that's how it was in my town where girls... <laughs> purposely burn their necks with a straight ironer straight ironer look your straight town was hardcore iron. <laughs> iron iron flat iron. iron flat iron uh and they would purposely make hickeys on their neck or do it with makeup like i knew a girl that uh i don't know why she did it either but she would put makeup on her eyes to look like she got used and one time she was crying from laughter and her bruise automatically started washing away Oof, Jade uh, West. <laughs> Jade West, babe. Um, but you know, it is funny. It is funny. It's like, and of course everyone in town already every single date the people in town are talking about it. Yeah. So of course after Matt sees it, it gets around that she has a quote unquote hickey, and she's like, "It's not a hickey," and no one believes her story. No one believes her because it's so out outlandish. Yeah. And it kind of made Matt a little jealous. Oh yeah. There's no question about that, because pretty much after date seven, and at this point she's also, which we'll talk about this later, yeah. but she's also casually dating Richard at this point, and we'll kind of divulge into that um, after we go through the rest of the dates. But there's a lot going on, and Matt's very much like, I just don't like this. I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. It's not safe. Honestly, this was not my favorite date. Dinner dates, I just. And I feel I'm such an old soul. I don't know. Yeah. You are too. You, we, we are, yeah. We're old souls. And dinner dates are great, you know, but. Dinner dates are good if you already know the person. The first date. Yeah. It's so awkward. There's nothing to talk about because it's so freaking awkward. You need interactive dates. Yeah. Here's a little tidbit for your first date with anybody. It should be an interactive experience. Like. I would love to go on roller coasters and everything because you could talk yeah. in the line, but also like steer you conversation see... back to like oh, so excited for this. It's gonna yeah. be so cool. It's uh, not sitting across from a person room. and hoping. That, yes, we'll about later. Um, Which I love that that was in there. Yeah, that was definitely creative. I like this new thing called like painting mugs, like mm-hmm. painting dates. Those are cute. Yeah, those are funny. But this was a dinner date, and yes. the guy's name was Jim. That's a great name. To start off. So um, he is saying all the right things. He, like, seems perfect. And then they get towards the end of the date. And he starts being suggestive. And Kate's kind of like, you know, she's fine with a little flirting in that regard. But he's like, well, uh," she's like, what are you going to get for dessert? And he goes, you you know what dessert is. She goes, what? He's like, I booked us a room. Get out of here, bitch. I'm sorry. Anybody that says I booked us a room... Yeah. I'm leaving immediately. And there's this whole thing of like people calling it the 12 dates of Shagmas. And he is one of the people that is treating it as a basically a way to just hook up with people. Yeah. So the rep call, like pulls her aside after she's Dying like, no, yeah. Dine and dick. Yep. That's why I call it. The rep that was there pulls her aside and is like, could you put in a formal complaint because we're trying to find the people like this and kick them out? Yeah. Jim. And they've been betting. So like there's this group of people has been betting on how many each person can get or if they can do all 12 yeah it feels very much like there's that. an episode in sbu where there's like a cherry like a cherry popping list 
Ugh. And behind the headmaster's like portrait, mm-hmm. and it had all the seniors with tally marks on how many cherries they popped. Yep. I was like, "That's so fucking wrong." And I got vibes like that. It's a very similar idea. Yeah. Um, not my cup of tea personally. But we do know that Jim gets thrown out, so like that's yeah. at least on the plus side. It's satisfying. So date eight is kind of a blunder, um, yeah. because he's just awful. Let's talk about Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> Which is date nine in its escape room. I'm just calling him Edward because anytime I see that, I either think Edward Vampire or Edward Scissorhands. Honestly, I think that's a good little yeah, good little scale. So <laughs> Edward is an IT guy. Um, he also likes comics, so he he writes comics. I love that. He's a pretty interesting. He's a little cute little nerd, and they're paired with so there's a team of four. So it's Kate and Edward, and then there's two others. Which apparently they had seen each other on other uh, dates, but they had never been paired. Yeah. They basically the whole time make out, like, to the point where Kate and Edward finish the first room and just leave them in there because they refuse to come along. (sighs) The key to remember is that Edward is very awkward the entire time, like, wanting to look at her. The first thing he says is, I'm not interested in you, like, fearfully. Honestly, though, I appreciate that. Instead of being let, like, let along. You know what I Yeah. Mean? Did he go at it in a way I wouldn't appreciate? Sure. Because it was, like, very in your face. Like, I don't like you. And there have been others where it's like, you know, we're not really compatible, I think. And yeah. they're they're very, they're you know. Respectful. Yes. But it's better than how it used to be where you would wait by the phone, waiting for the call. Oh, did I put the wrong number down? And then never get that call back. Yeah. Or be left on red 50 million times. Or to the point like yeah it's annoying but at least he said it yeah he says it upright and then you get this weird vibe yeah because the way he says it is very like oh okay and she's like all right cool i guess and he's very awkward and then towards the end he sees her smiling they're joking around and he tells her under different circumstances we would be great together yeah and then goes you can tell your boyfriend i didn't put a hand on you and she's like hold the fuck up right wait what it, yeah. it turns out that Richard threatened him and basically was like, if you lay a hand on her. Which makes no sense because yep. they haven't had any interactions beforehand. They Not really. So he doesn't know Edward, but they're casually dating on the side. So it's like they've been Richard, on. Richard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at this point they've casually dated. So they went out for drinks right before this. Yeah. And I guess he. That's still too possessive. Either. Yeah. Well, that's what well, I was saying about well, his, his red wait, flags. I take that one back I like a certain amount of possessive but like not toxic they're also not an established relationship yeah so basically when she finds out she's like you have no claim over me so why would you why would you do that and he was like oh i was just joking around just a little banner and i was like no no oh it's no jokeful banner like touch my woman i'll fuck you up yeah that's when you're not joking the woman like you're she's not your woman yeah no I've read so many books like that where I'm like, fuck yeah, but like not in this context. Yeah, in this context it doesn't make sense because they're not actually together. Yeah. Um, so then date ten, we're on ten. Yeah, we're on ten. There's so many of them. Um, date ten what is the think? gingerbread house challenge with That's Adam. So my sister just had a date like actually she's doing that soon, where she and her significant other are going to make these gingerbread houses. So I, I like that. I yeah. think it's cute, you know. 
I'm definitely happy that was included as a date. And it's it's a, such a cute idea. I mean, I have rage issues when it comes to gingerbread houses because they always fall apart. I made one gingerbread house and then my birth father ate it. Yep. And I never made a gingerbread house since. And I was like, when I that was, was enough like, for you. Yeah. I was like six, seven, something like that. So just ate it. And then my mom had the audacity to say Santa ate it. We all know what fuck <laughs> ate it. <laughs> we all know. You can't fool me, mama. I know exactly what Pastor did that. So, um, so this is like such a cute idea. It's great. It's pretty fun. Adam is an architect, and she's like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. He's an architect. He'll be super structurally sound." Except he doesn't want to follow any of the guidelines of the actual gingerbread house. He wants to make it like avant garde. Okay. And he doesn't. He's like not letting her help. Doesn't want any of her input. It's just being really difficult. So it's this like weird looking thing, and the people around her are looking at her in like pity, like they feel yeah, so I bad. Yeah, I too. So she at some point just decides she's like, I don't really like this guy. I'm a fuck with him. Yeah. So she just starts putting all kinds of decorations on it, and he's like, I wanted all white decorations, and she's sticking like gumdrops on it, and going, That's a bush. Every cottage needs a bush, and he eventually he's gripping this like chimney he was making, or it was an observatory. And he crunch crushes in his hand and then starts smashing the house. Anger issues. Architects got that. He runs out though, and she goes, I "Think I'm getting a second date?" And everyone busts out laughing. So it was just like nice to, ball. yeah, it was nice to see her kind of take that on the chin because she was like, "This date's going nowhere anyway." Well, throughout the dates, she progressively was like, "Okay, this one's not going to work out, but let's make it." Let's like look at the bright side here. Yeah. Do I want that one? <laughs> yeah. And Laura is kind of she critiques her being like too picky. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Adam, it's like okay, he's cute, but you dodged a bullet because he's crazy. He just flipped out over a children's exactly. activity. You know, I couldn't blame her. Yeah, it was just really funny. She's like, "Do you think I'm getting a second date?" Everyone yeah. busts out laughing. Now, for the next date, we had Thomas with the wine tasting. Yeah. And I know I keep saying I, and I do apologize, but I'm trying to relate to this. You're fine. Uh, I've only done one wine tasting in my entire life. Most fun I have ever had at work. Wine work. tastings are normally very fun. Random wine tastings. Because, like, like, I've only done one wine tasting, and I didn't have to pay for it. It was really fun. And it was at my bar. We had the wine wrap over. We were trying to figure out what kind of summer list we wanted for mm. the bar. So I was there with the bar owner's wife. I was there with a the bar manager, the wine rat, the daughters of the bar owner. I was vibe. I had the bestest time. Ate yep. some uh, what's it called, cowboy caviar. It was amazing. Yeah. So this was such a cute little date. In theory. In theory, except the guy. <laughs> so you're right. It's like it's supposed to be fun, lighthearted. Lighthearted. Wine tastings are meant Easy to be to fun. Talk about, yes. Because you know? like mm, I don't like this guy, so not my favorite. So, and the sommelier was kind of, he was trying to be a guiding hand. He wasn't, like, critiquing anyone on what they said they thought it tasted like. This guy was just saying progressively weirder shit mm-hmm. about, like, what it was supposed to taste like. He was a know-it-all. Yeah, he, he was a know-it-all. He tried to act like he was a wine connoisseur. And he's like, I've traveled a lot. I've drunk a lot of wine with important people. And I was like, bleh, when okay, he said that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but they're drinking these wines, and Kate's like, oh, I taste berries. Like, normal things to say. Or, like, I mm-hmm. taste honey. Thomas, which is the date, is saying, like, it tastes like, I think he says something along the lines of, like a Midsummer's Eve. 
I'm trying to think of what it is. It tastes like the rubber band wrapped around a postman. Like he said something like that. Like what do you like? What does I that mean? Sit there like at least solid ten minutes thinking like rubber band around the postman. I that read... sounds like a rap lyric. Like rubber band around the postman. Yeah, and I read <laughs> it. And I was like, what does this mean? What is this meant to mean? Someone make this make sense to me. Yeah, like In I don't comments, know. Please, someone. What cipher I need to understand what he just said, but. But at the end of it, he helps her pick out six wines for Christmas. So, like, she gets something out of it. Still, though, that's awkward. Yeah, he was doing too I much. wouldn't drink anything that was described as the rubber man around the postman. Yeah. That sounds like a rap lyric, and I keep having that. And the thing is, is the whole date, people are scooting away from them because he's being so annoying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I guess by proxy, I'm just going to be, like, shunned during this date. At that point, I would use my system where I text, like, a code word to someone, yep. and they'll immediately come in with, like, an emergency, and I have to leave. And the reps are there, so she could really have gotten up and been like, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. And they would have been like, okay, I would use we'll our, deal with him. I would use our co- code word Bowser by now, at least. Yeah. Or at least Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> at least Luigi. <laughs> so, date 12 is a movie night in the park. Which she's paired back up with our boy Drew. Yes, and it like this such a cute idea. It's it's um, so it's movie and chill because it's winter, it's cold, which is like oh, punny. Um, but still, yeah. But Drew essentially because at this point, everything's fizzled out with Richard. Richard, which we'll talk about. Um, and her and Matt are like in this weird dance of like they like each other, but they won't say they like each other. Yeah. So Drew helps Matt kind of approach her by tricking her into yeah. the date and then going oh i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then matt sits down next to her yeah so it was less a one of the 12 dates it was more of just like concluding the 12 dates with also wrapping in their relationship mm-hmm. and then he tra- hey, sorry folks it was just the fact that drew literally was tricking kate just so that she he could set up matt and her together yeah him being a, a fantastic friend because at this point he has also found because at this point the girlfriend's gone yeah like so and matt and sarah blame? yeah <laughs> well drew's also found his like guy so he's got someone i think his name is archie yeah so he's got like his own romance so he's like i want to see you happy yeah because everyone around her is happy um and plot twist not plot twist sarah and matt break up and sarah goes back to oliver no shit because they were meant to be together anyway how could you blame them either like yeah she literally only quit like she only dumped oliver because he didn't want to move and on their date on oliver and kate's date he talks about like i let someone fantastic slip away because she wanted to move and i was too stubborn to go with her yeah so of course and they're gonna end up going without the girl and then that happened so that'd be a cute little sub story itself mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> that actually would be really cute yeah <laughs> you should think about that jenny Hey, uh, we're out here giving Monica. out ideas. Twelve dates of Hanukkah, like the menorah. Hey, hey, hey! There's not twelve <laughs> candles. It was naked. <laughs> um. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Richard now because he's been kind of. How many lights are there in the menorah, though? <laughs> eight, maybe six. I Make think it. Google. Eight. I'm googling this. <laughs> I think it's eight. There's a big ass one in the middle, though. That's why I said that like that. Like maybe nine. Eight candles. Eight. Yeah, because it's the eight nights, eight, 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 and then there's eight. the big candle. Yes, because ah. I knew it was even numbers and then the big candle. Um, so starting with Richard. So after date five, 
Richard, um, so it's after she's gone dancing with Drew, which is day five. Richard just happens to show up. He was also on the date with dancing. That was the one he picked. She can't get her car to start. So he, you know, goes, hey, you can jump in my truck and heat up. I'll get your I car started. Believe... I'm sorry, guys. Hey. I look. just, my car's in the shop as we speak right now. Yeah. Uh, and she drives a little mini. <laughs> she drives a mini. I want a main female character that drives a PT Cruiser. And if I got to make the book, I'll make it. We'll, we'll make that happen. We got you. I'll make it. Best friend can drive a sedan. <laughs> <laughs> but so we figured, you know, um, Richard shows up. He rescues Kate. He's very flirtatious. He's very handsome. Yes. She's like, okay, cool. And he explains to her, like, why he missed their date. My son was in the hospital. I just needed to be with him. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, get that. Completely get that. I understand that, yeah. So they start casually dating, and he's taking her to nice restaurants. He is, like, he's pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Threatens Edward, which we know. And after he threatens Edward, she's like, I do not belong to you. Yeah. Like, basically... She should have, yeah. The plot thickens, folks. And like Laura had told her, like this is a lot of red flags, and she was like, "I know," and I normally wouldn't, yeah, put up with it, but I'm trying to be hopeful, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. The next th- date that they go on, we're, they're going back from the date, and she's like, "This is it. I'm going to sleep with Richard. Like I just need something to take my mind off Matt." Blah blah blah. He goes. So he stops in the pub to go inside. Matt happens to be inside. He, go, he actually, he said, oh, I got to piss. He actually went in there to talk to his wife on the phone. Yeah. Which. If I see a guy go to the bathroom with their phone, I'm just saying. Hey. Well, they were like walking by. So he just, he pops into this pub. So she goes inside to kind of stand and wait because it's cold outside. Sees Matt and is like, nope, nope, nope. Goes outside. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's a bust up happening. There's two people fighting. Matt and Richard and Barry who I called him Bobby earlier Barry is his name Barry who owns that pub is throwing them out and he's obviously not mad at Matt he knows Matt he's yelling at Richard because they were fighting and they're arguing back and forth and Matt's like you better tell her you better tell her and Kate's like tell me what so of course that it comes out that he that um he is married and he makes some kind of remark about like oh, you weren't being taken advantage of because you were participating. It's like, didn't know you were married, so you were being taken advantage of, but okay. Um, But obviously that ends pretty quickly and she's like, yeah. I feel so bad for your wife. And he's like, well, she's well taken care of. Like, Dude, she's- I would have like, told the wife straight up. Honestly, yeah. I'm kind of upset that she doesn't she like track his wife down. If I find out a guy's cheating on me and I'm the one that's like doing- Like, I'm not the one cheating, but like I'm the person he's cheating me with. I'm the other woman. To- like, I had a situation like that where it wasn't, like, me who, like, in the end of the relationship or anything, but, like, I knew a couple friends, and my friend was cheating on him, and I gave her one week to tell him she didn't do it, so I did. Yeah. Like, y- you're not doing this bullshit. You- no. Yeah. And especially from the perspective of, like, Kate being the other woman not knowing. Yeah. It's not like it's she was sucks. actively participating in the affair. It sucks. It's not like you like go into it thinking, oh, yeah, you know what, screw it. I don't know the other woman. I'm not going to Yeah, it. and it's not like... It affects you. It yeah. also isn't like she came in and she was like, oh, he'll leave his wife for me, anything like that. She literally did not know. Especially when children are involved. Yes. Are you joking? He has two kids, so like... God. And she, she makes the remark of like, he must be doing this all the time. Because yeah. he says it like it's his routine. Yeah. So... 
Richard is out of here. Hot trash. Um, so before we go to Matt, let's talk about Kate's dad kind of veering off the path of. No, that's fine. Let, let's talk about Mac. Let me say the name straight off the bat Mac. Yeah. Love it. Oh, Get yeah. It. He Get is. It. I picture him as like the stereotypical old British dude. Yeah. Like, but the farmyard, like old British dude, because he tends her garden and stuff like that. Um, he basically after Matt's dad leaves. So his dad leaves when he's very young. Mac, Matt, Matt's dad leaves. Mac steps in because that's going to become an issue if I keep saying it like that. Kate's dad steps in and basically is a father to Matt. Yeah. So he's always, you know, he has a soft spot for Matt. Matt kind of likes the things he likes because Kate's an only child. There was no brothers. There was no no one in her family that likes the like boyish things that her dad liked. So he and Matt bond. After her mom leaves him for Jerry, who, God. Jerry's irrelevant. Jerry Jerry is, spelled yeah. with a G is irrelevant. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to be cool with it, but. And there's a whole thing about like Kate's mom. There's a whole subplot with that where Kate's mom goes and she sells stuff for people. So she was supposed to go and try out this yacht and sell it, and it turns out to be stolen. Mm-hmm. So the owner shows up, and they go to jail, or they get arrested, but Jerry runs off and leaves her, mm-hmm. which is like, girl, I don't want to say you deserved it, but you deserved it. But like, And of course, Kate bails her out, like, gets her a flight home, this whole nine yards, but... Yeah. It was a whole spiel. Yeah. But Kate's dad goes through a lot after her mom leaves him, and Matt is taking care of him until she's able to move back, because at this point... Matt and Kate are avoiding each other. Kate is taking the train up from London or driving up from London on the weekends to see her dad. Mm-hmm. Fast forward three years, he's in a good place. He is, you know, he's there for everyone. He's doing the best he can. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his own little romance on the side. Which we appreciate a lot. Yeah. And I kind of saw it coming, but I was also delighted to see it actually confirmed. Yeah. Um, I like seeing those, actually. In some romance books or some fiction where the side character gets their happy end and you hope for it because it's like remember when we were reading um i think it was i think it was the book with tucker and sabrina Mm -hmm. with the old couple was it that or was it dean and Allie? that was that was dean and Allie. i think yeah yeah where the old couple you know raved and you're like no one gives a fuck about your time and nom yeah when they were arguing (laughs) those cute side character romances i like actually yeah and it's nice seeing well granted kate is not like in her 20s so it's atypical for the romance novel she's in her 30s she's in her mid 30s but it's also nice seeing an older couple which is her she's parents the situation yeah. Romance books where you get an older yeah. woman. i mean it's not she's not old it's just yeah. like it, i don't like in my view this day and age everybody in their 20s is getting married or having children and, and I say so- that specifically with my hometown. Yeah. Because every person I know from high school is either about is getting married, is married, or has more than two children. Yeah. And that is the one of the pressures that is put on her by her mother, which is like, girl, you couldn't even stay true to your marriage and maybe shush, but Yeah. Like I my aunt just adopted a child who's ten years old and, you know, she's iffy you think yeah you know, it's still you know it happens it's i like that i like it it's not so once you reach 30 people are like oh you little spinster yeah you need to have children where are your children why aren't you married yeah which kate unfortunately has to deal with from some 
not everyone but her mother and some of the older women but mac ends up finding love in evelyn which is matt's godmother so it's kind of one of those where it's like they really they probably spend a lot of time together raising matt but it's nice to see that he moves on with someone who's really worth it yeah um and she comes over for christmas too which is like an added little cuteness but yeah and then our last character is matt yeah matt you know throughout the entire book was in a relationship was out of it i think he kind of finally figured out that he wanted Kay because he would not have fought richard in that bar yeah or he would have because it was you know he's a swell dude but and it's it's interesting because like when they hook up in college he gets really weird and then after she leaves to travel he comes back to tell her that he loves her yeah and obviously it's been 10 10 years i think or no 13 years so that's not so it's plenty of time for him to be over it and i think like like you said he starts to realize once she finally is back and dating again and they're actually spending time together and not avoiding each other Mm -hmm. that he's still in love with her but he's dating sarah so he's just trying to press that down and pretend it's not there Mm -hmm. which sarah is obviously she figures it out she knows something's off yeah um but it's very clear that he always has had feelings for her i mean it's kind of hard not to yeah yeah when you grow up together or basically around each other 24 7 you know it's, yeah it's hard it's hard not to and it's interesting how this author chose to end the book by not clarifying whether or not who she ends up with but obviously we know yeah and like it's it becomes pretty clear that they're gonna that they are together but it's that very casual of like we've known each other our whole lives so it's not that much has changed yeah it's just we're slapping the label on it now yeah uh, I just still... kind of like how the end of this is the, uh, it ends with us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at the end of it, not with it starts with us because uh, Colleen Hoover decided to like go with the story, but like at the end of it, it was just them meeting together at the street, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they didn't talk for a damn year after having a child. Yeah. You know, it's this unofficial we are together. In here, it's a little more firm. It's more it starts it. with us, with yeah. in here. But I also. I can't I I'm gonna kind of explain it for the audience then I want you to give me your opinion so when Matt appears at their doorstep um where she had been living with Laura to profess her his love Laura tells him that she's gone to travel the world and she never tells Kate yeah he had professed his love Laura didn't say shit yeah and she she thinks about saying it to her when she when Kate's first like oh I think I might be in love with her but Laura says you know no you're just self-sabotaging and then she finally tells her kate's like why wouldn't you tell me this if you were in laura's shoes do you think you would tell her knowing that kate had gone and found a boyfriend because they had hooked up and then he was just yeah so around the same time that matt comes and you know yeah kate had started to get into a relationship i want i I, like if that happened to any of my friends i would say just so you know you know especially around Mm -hmm. wanting not bad he just wanted to tell you something very important and then let them have that discussion yeah i think i definitely i would would put my input saying i think you should hear him out yeah you know and because obviously there's this whole breakdown of the friendship so kate spends all this time regretting everything that happened because it was a drunk hookup but she spends all this time like trying to figure out where it went wrong and feeling hurt and then he comes back and says that and laura never tells her yeah and it's like realistic and kate reflects on this like 
all of the missed holidays and birthdays yeah. and they could have been married by this point and like all of this stuff that she missed out on yeah. from Laura choosing not I to tell her upset. yeah I also be upset with myself for not just like owning my feelings and being like hey let's do this yeah and at the time she wasn't she didn't know she was in love with Matt it wasn't until the timeline of the story but it definitely would have changed things of like hey this thing happened and I don't know I, th- I have a feeling his relation his reaction to their hookup was because she was kind of like it doesn't have to change anything. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Or like, we need to talk about it. And he was like, well, it's you're right. It doesn't have to change anything. I'm not going to put a wedding ring. Like, he does that. And I was like, okay. You clearly don't know what's going on with you. And you're taking it out on her. Yeah. So. But yeah. So how would you rate this book? I. There's a lot to unpack in this book. But I still think I'd give it like a two and a half. Yeah. Because. I just. It was different. Yes, it was very creative. I, I just thought it was different than your typical romance book. Yeah. But there was definitely a lot, like, it was very predictable. Yes. Very predictable, and the plot just, I don't know. It was too, for me... It's very realistic. It was, it was very predictable, but it was very realistic. But also, each, so there's, each chapter is revolved around one date, so there's big jumps in time, and I never could locate how close to Christmas until it got, like, a couple yeah. days before. And I felt like there needed to be some padding in between, not just, it like... It was a Christmas novel. It was only Christmas name because it was in the title and also yeah. that month of December. And there's, like, Christmassy activities, but I don't know. It just... Not it was missing something. Very Christmassy. Yeah, it was just missing. I know you love Christmas. I do love my Christmas, yes. So, like, I know you had, high, like, probably more high expectations for this book. Yeah. The 12 Dates of Christmas. Yeah, I think I have one of her other books at home that's also Christmas-themed. So maybe that one will, like, live up to my expectation, but this one fell it, flat. It a little yeah. Bit, but it, still good. Like, it was good. See, yeah. I wasn't, like, crying reading it, but it, it did take a bit. Enough, you know? Yeah. Good end to our Christmas month episodes for sure. And then on the 31st, we will have um, the Legacy. Thank you. I was having a moment. Busy Bitches podcast. Yeah, so you guys can enjoy the new year with closing out that series. I do love El Candy. And then on third, we have uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. that'll be coming out and we're gonna probably analyze the movie yeah or go into a little depth with that as well yeah it's gonna be definitely an interesting um month because january has a lot of tuesdays so it's gonna be one of our more packed months so there'll be a lot of cool stuff coming out at the beginning of the year but all right guys hope you had a great holiday bye see you later